Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Friday night. We're on the South Bank. People have vats of wine. What is that? What, how large is that? This is my chalice. It's a chalice oh, of wine. It's a chalice of grapefruit cider. It's very Game of Thrones, isn't it? Wow. Are you offering me some? Yes. Ooh! (laughs) Incredible. Oh, my God. Do you want some? I'm tempted to down it. I mean, yes or no? I'm allowed. Yes! I can't do that. I'm a shit bag. All right. (laughs) <laughs> you're going to be alright if you can drink all of that and then you're going to do a show <laughs> can I just check what the ticket price was before you do that <laughs> oh no too late <laughs> oh my god I hope someone's getting a fair photo of this Here, who could get this lady another drink? Because what was it? It was a grapefruit uh, cider cocktail. A grapefruit cider cocktail, Tom. If there is anyone who works here, 
other than us. Um, can we have three of those? <laughs> one for the lady in front row, one for each of us. It's a grapefruit cider cocktail. It's really great. Yeah, it's really great. Grapefruit cider cocktail, and everyone should get one from the bar afterwards. There we've really added to the taking, so I think we'll get a bonus. Um, I'm a feminist, but when I'm in yoga and the teacher says, don't do this next pose if you're menstruating, I always think, I don't want anyone to know if I'm menstruating. <laughs> and the other day, I was next to a very handsome man on an adjacent mat, and the teacher said, don't do this next pose if you're menstruating. And I was not menstruating. <laughs> but I couldn't really do the pose. And I thought, this guy's going to think. So I just did a version of it. In order to stop a man I didn't know thinking I was on my period when I wasn't. And I think I did something to my neck. I'm a feminist, but... I've been watching the fall and I really recognise that Gillian Anderson is great at her job, but I can only think, God, I want that blouse. <laughs> <laughs> The way that lady wears her blouse. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the way she wears a blouse. Oh, I've never oh, thought oh, you wear a blouse. I've oh, not sexy in clothes. No, she owns that blouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a feminist, but. Tonight I went to yoga and there was a woman on the mat next to me who was considerably thinner than I am and she could hardly do any of the poses that I could do and kept falling over and I thought, well, that's nice. <laughs> and do you know what it does? It rewards you turning up to the mat every day. Yeah. That's what's fair about yoga. Yeah. So it's not that I wished that very thin woman ill Every time she toppled over, I didn't. And one time I even offered her a brick. <laughs> oh, for you! I was slightly patronising about it, to be honest with you. But I was very pleased about the whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know I'm in the minority, and this isn't the right room. Oh, God. <laughs> I know it's controversial, but I still think people who go to yoga... <laughs> yes. <laughs> ..a twat. <laughs> Why are you applauding that? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I'm 
med five minutes before. When I saw that Ashley B had a role in the fall, mm. I was so pleased because I could ask Ashley to ask Gillian <laughs> why she got a blow. <laughs> <laughs> like what she what she was gonna turn around and go M and S. And she'd say the stylus stylus bin. Oh my god. Thank you. Oh my god. If you're listening at home, three goblet cocktails have just arrived. I've just realised we've got uh, guests coming on, but I can share mine with Kiva. No, but, um, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> I was going to say if you could share yours with Ellen, but no. 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 Okay, all right. Um, all right, we'll cross that bridge. We'll cross the bridge. We can't ask people to go out again. I mean, that's... Yeah. I'll share mine. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> if any of it's left by the time they come, sure. Yeah. The politest thing would be to just down them. So don't... No. No. <laughs> no. These people have paid to be here. Sip it like a lady. I'm a feminist, but I just said sip it like a lady. And she went, oh, the woman cerebral palsy. Me, obviously. <laughs> you don't book two. No. <laughs> no, that's a room. Baby, you don't book two women in conversation. No. Much less two women with cerebral no. palsy. You'd be lucky to be on the bill with another no. person called Never. Rosie, much no. less, yeah, no. And then other friend said, Oh no, she didn't have cerebral palsy. She was a character comedian. <laughs> no. What? They found out most <laughs> Did you then pop out of the loo and say, I do have cerebral palsy? No, I just sat there 
shit in. <laughs> you are a terrible person. Uh, now, I'm a feminist, but when Samantha B called Ivanka Trump a cunt, I thought, accurate use of that word. Well done, Sister B. But when Rosie Jones called me a twat, I thought, too far, not feminist. <laughs> oh, if you want, we can redo it and I can call you a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Feminist, but my favourite pastime is staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners at home, Rosie is now staring at my tits. <laughs> They're not that large, so it's, you know, I don't feel. You know. It's alright, we'll have. More later. More what? <laughs> tits. <laughs> oh, yeah, there are more tits coming out. Yes, yeah. just to be clear, that's why the empty chairs are here, for tits. <laughs> for tits on this feminist show. We've invited four more tits on. That's correct. <laughs> Live from the Belly Theatre on Rosie Jones and very special guest Kima Mom and Ellen Jones talking about image. This is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. Have you had a guilty week or a feminist week? Oh, every week. Thank you, two What have I done? I don't know. What have you done? I mean, it sounds a bit now like you're talking to the police. <laughs> what have you done this week? A lot of drugs. Have you? No. <laughs> the thing is with Rosie Jones, you never know. You don't ever know. She's literally... I think you're, you must be in the ten naughtiest comedians on the circuit, I would say. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Top three! Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to have ranked you. <laughs> so, so, no. But, um... Back to drugs. I, um... <laughs> um I haven't... I haven't, Mum. But... I really want to try MDMA. Because <laughs> I reckon I'll be normal. <laughs> what do you mean? Because it speeds you up? Yeah, I'd be like... I've never taken MDMA. <laughs> but I hear... <laughs> that it makes you very floaty and happy and slows you down. So I don't think that is what you need, yeah. Why did you hear that? <laughs> a friend told me who had taken some at a party. 
party. I wasn't at the party. I was at home reading books about feminism. Yeah. <laughs> so what do I need? Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that would do the job. That'll speed you up. Right. Yeah. So, uh, have has anyone got any coke? I mean, you must. It's the South Bank. Yes, they yeah. do. But this will they say? The question is not, has anyone got any cocaine? Will anyone admit to having any cocaine? Uh, you Come can give us a seat. On and disabled. If, if anyone has got any cocaine, if you could just discreetly come round to the dressing room door and just say, I'm a fan of Rosie Jones and I have a little present for her, they won't question that. Say it's fan art. Yeah. Or yeah. I've made her a cake, because that's yeah. convincing. That happens, doesn't it? Yeah. That happens. Well, that's so great that I'm starting this at my early career. Because when I get bigger and bigger, which I will... <laughs> no doubt. Um, no doubt. I won't get, like, shitty cake <laughs> or, like, cards. I'll get coke. <laughs> yeah. Any cake that you were bringing for Rosie <laughs> that yeah. you now feel you don't want to offer her because she's called it shitty, I will have. <laughs> Just to be incredibly clear. So we're talking about image today. Um, so how do you feel about image? Well, it's changed for me recently because um, I used to be no one, but I recently did a little TV show. So now... I'm a big deal. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so now, when I'm wobbling down the street, people recognise me. You did Silent Witness? Yeah, so it was really good. So now, every day someone will come up and say, Oh, it's you! And I love that. Because I bloody love attention. <laughs> it's great. And that other week, two women ran up towards me. And I thought, yeah, naturally. <laughs> So I stopped for my fans <laughs> and they said to me, hello, can we pray for you? <laughs> what? <laughs> and I went, why? Like, surely the better things to pray about <laughs> like more drink <laughs> <laughs> I 
And they said, we want to pray for you to make you beautiful. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And I just went, mate, are you blind? <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's extraordinary. And also, you are beautiful, but also, if you wanted to pray for somebody, you could just do it in your own time. You really don't need to <laughs> chase them down the street <laughs> and get their permission also, and insult them. Also, have you seen me walking? Don't chase me. <laughs> just walk. <laughs> Were you tempted to say... No, you can't pray for that, but you could try praying the gay away. Yes, because that is my biggest disability. <laughs> Hello, Guilty Feminists. It's Deborah from The Guilty Feminist. Just letting you know that I have a book coming out in September. It's a book called The Guilty Feminist. And it's got lots and lots of new stuff in it. I've got lots of more time to unpack things that I wouldn't normally get time to talk about in the podcast. But there's also some old favourites in there that some of you have requested. Now, you can come to an event and you will get a book in your event ticket price. And then I will sign it for you because I will be at the event. It'll be like a Q&A and a discussion and I'll do a reading from the book and I will come and meet and greet everybody. Um, now, the first event is on the 2nd of September at the Tabernacle in London. Then I go to Birmingham, then Liverpool, Manchester, Leeds, Glasgow and Brighton. And I'm sure we'll add some more dates in there. If you go to guiltyfeminist.com and scroll down, you'll see book. Click on that and you can pre-order the book there or if you would prefer, you can come to an event and you will get a book in the price. We are at the Edinburgh Festival on Saturday the 25th and Sunday the 26th of August at the Underbelly. They have just released more tickets for that. So get in now and grab tickets while you can. On September the 17th, we will be at the Northern Stage Newcastle. And on the 10th of October, we will be at the Barbican Hall with Guardian Live. Um, that will be the same sort of show as one of the Palladium shows. So get in now and book quickly for that. On the 20th of October, we're coming to Liverpool to be at the Playhouse. And you can find details of all of these shows at guiltyfeminist.com. Also, we are going to start doing events in Calais. If you would like to perform at one of these events, if you do music, if you do comedy, if you do storytelling or if you do poetry, please get in touch. And if you teach yoga or any other therapeutic skill, please get in touch if you would like to be involved. If you don't do anything like that, but you think you'd like to go over as a producer one week, i.e. take over a clipboard and organise everything and make sure the performers are in the right place at the right time. Or you can drive a car and you would be happy to drive a carload of performers, teachers and other volunteers over. Please get in touch at Calais at guiltyfeminist.com and John Quill or Anna will get back to you. At this stage, we're just looking to schedule events. Uh, we haven't started the operation yet, but it will start soon. So please let us know as soon as you can. I want to let you know that one of our listeners, comedian Natalie Cutler, is doing a show called Not Yet Suffragette at the Edinburgh Fringe. And one pound from every ticket sold 
will be donated to help refugees. She is also very soon taking a van load of supplies and tents out to Calais. If you have a tent or a sleeping bag that you could donate, please email Natalie at tentsforcalais at gmail.com and she can arrange to take your tent or sleeping bag out. The email is tentsforcalais at gmail.com. That's tentsforcalais at gmail.com. We are looking for a small group of Guilty Feminist listeners to organise posters and meeting places for protests and marches. If you would like to be involved in the Guilty Feminist protest and march team, then please contact us at guiltyfeminist at gmail.com. Back to the show. Okay, are we ready for some stand-up comedy? Yeah.
and then she burst out crying. I've never seen anyone cry so much. She's on the floor. I don't know what to do. And when she can't cry anymore, I fuck It's not about me. 
really wanted them to react badly. <laughs> I wanted my mum to start crying. I wanted my dad to punch a wall. Or better, punch me. <laughs> And I got ready and I said, Mum, Dad, I like girls, I'm gay. And I never forget what they said. They said, Rosie, we love you. Yeah, our little girl and we don't care. Pricks. <laughs> Hello there, you've heard a lot about Brexit on this podcast and the possible impact it will have on women and vulnerable people. Now one of my very favourite straight white men, guilty feminist producer and my husband, Tom Zielinski, has co-written and directed a very funny satirical play about it. It's called Brexit and it stars Timothy Bentink, who you might know from The Archers, with Mike McShane, Hal Cruttenden, Pippa Evans and Joe Caulfield. Incredible comedy names and Edinburgh stars. I've seen a preview and it really is wonderful stuff, funny, biting, and the cast is fantastic. You can get tickets now for the Edinburgh Fringe run in August by going to brexitplay.co.uk. And if you use the code GUILTFEMPOD, you can get £2 off your ticket. If you won't be in Edinburgh in August, but you are in London, you can get tickets now for the two London previews on the 27th and 28th of July. Once again, go to brexitplay.co.uk for tickets. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com
our first guest is a comic, actress, and comic actress. Born in Houston, Texas, and now living and working in London. Please welcome Kima Bob. guest was Stonewall's Young Campaigner of the Year for 2017. You may have read about her recently in The Observer. She's an activist, writer and YouTuber. Please welcome Alan Jones! <laughs> hello, hello Ellen Jones. Mm, hello. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? So I do a lot of very serious activism work, by which I mean I sit in my room with a camera and talk about being gay. Congrats on being one of the only people I can think of to actually book two gay disabled women and let us sit next to one another. Uh, well, guys, we're not allowed to out me. <laughs> Three. I'm Pan. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I'm living like... my best queer life. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Well, I've come to the conclusion that the best representation is majority representation. Nice. Because I feel like if I have three... Queer, am I allowed to use the word queer? Just discuss. Because I was using it as a great catch hold because I thought it's a really lovely umbrella word. Yeah. And then somebody wrote in and went, Oh, I feel sad when you say queer because that's what people used to say to me in the playground. And I'm like, I feel like it's been reclaimed and we're meant to be using it. But he said, Could you please use LGBTQI? And I'm like, That's not very focused. It's a lot more syllables. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Ellen, you're the queer teen activist. Tell me, what should I say? I mean, I'm not being funny, but I was told to go fuck myself for being a lesbian, so queer is a much nicer word for in the playground. That was the okay. word that was never said to me. Okay, all right, um, all right. So it's, I'm gonna... it's kind of an age thing. You can call me a okay. queer. Let me a queer. Maybe, right. not, let's, don't, let's... maybe don't shout it down the street at me, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to say lesbian because Kima's pansexual, yeah. so... like, if, okay. Are we all in agreement? Should we have the flat... Uh, the flat? I could be, like, I, temporary. Tell them a student. Do we have the table vote? For the vote? Next hour. No, you can't be temporary lesbian if you're pansexual. That's... No, no, we can... You can't tell me the rules, straight lady. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, for this episode, because it's going to come up a lot, I'll say queer, and other times I'll say yeah. LGBT. Yeah. So, if I have three queer guests on, also, do you identify as disabled? When I apply for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you, talk, you talk about mental health, yeah? Yeah, you yeah. Have a... I have bipolar disorder. Oh, same! Okay. Oh, what's up, girl? <laughs> we should be oh. sitting closer. <laughs> a date and have a really destructive relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Oh, now I want a mental lunar. Well, yep, you got it. How was your childhood? You know? Oh, <laughs> have one. it was great. Yep. Start unpacking Stop this. It. You know what pops up. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've discovered if I have two or three women of colour on, if I have two or three queer women on, there's a different sort of discussion. Instead of, like, one woman of colour having to explain black to everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it... <laughs> OK, on this occasion, you have to explain black to us all, Kima. OK, black, where do we begin? <laughs> See? With a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. You just have different discussions when it's a shared experience than yeah. when it's a didactic teaching role. Yeah. And so I'm really enjoying the majority representation. It does almost invariably put me in a minority, but I also think that's good for a white, cis, middle-class person who is not yeah. disabled. I think I'm probably bi or pan. I don't know which one of those. It's okay, it's okay. I, I don't know, but I'm probably one of those. But you don't like, have to know. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Don't worry. We'll find out later. Right, yeah. Good. We're here for you. 
if you ever have questions, want to make out. Okay, so just to make it perfectly clear, we're not trying to out Deborah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I feel like I don't know if my queerness would go as far as like a relationship or if it's more like a sexual thing. And I, so I don't know where that puts me on the pantheon. We'll explain the split attraction model when we don't have to you know, amuse the audience. Mm. I think the audience would be very interested in that. Yeah. I know someone, I know someone who is bi, but like only fucks men. Like she only dates women and she only fucks men. What? She just can't get down yeah. with dating them. What? She only dates women and she yeah. only fucks men, but don't no, the women no, oh, she's sorry, dating get sorry. upset she that she's... She has sex with women as well, oh, but okay. I was using <sighs> fuck as like a throwaway, like she fucks men. Yeah. She makes love to yeah, women. Yeah. Okay. Very you know, intersecting on various sort of... Axes. Yeah, axes for what people project on you, how you wish you... How your gender expression is, all of those things. So this is an interesting discussion. And I'm afraid I've centred myself. (laughs) (laughs) But but I am... This is fascinating for me because Mm. maybe then I'm bisexual but heteroromantic. Yes! Yes. We are learning. We are learning. Now, let's go... For every single person, I'm working all out. Okay, that, that, that might be considered rude in some audiences. Um, and if it helps you for me to shag you, <laughs> thank you. You like the sorting hat on steroids. <laughs> close their eyes. We've done this for ages when girls are feminists. Everyone just close their eyes. Just go, hmm, if you think you might be pan or bi, but you've never really gone there. Mm. Oh, it's okay. There's some of my people. Just go, hmm, if you identify as pan or bi and you have gone there. Mm. Okay, more people. No one can see you at home. That's why we hung. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, if you know that you are not pan or bi, hum now. Hmm. Ellen, you are skewing the sample by humming into a microphone. Okay, so you know you're not a panel by. Okay, great. The dichotomy that Rosie pointed out, if you think you're, you're one sexual and one romantic, like you're bisexual but you're heteroromantic, or one of those configurations, hum now. No, more people, more people. Oh. It's not just you, Deborah. Okay, okay. And if you just learnt about that and you hummed, hum now. Okay, if you could hear that at home, loads of people hummed that they think that they are part part heteromantic bisexuals. Um, That's fantastic. It's almost as if the human experience is more diverse than the labels we have for it. (laughs) But this is like an epiphany. You've changed a lot of people's lives here. I think you've changed my life and you've changed a lot of people's lives. Oh, stop it! Yeah, well, 
to be honest, I had this like awakening a few years ago. Oh, tell us all about oh, it. When I was like, right, what am I? I'm not straight, but what the shit <laughs> can I label it? So I looked online and it, it's amazing. <laughs> What's online? What's online? Because I thought I cannot say for a hundred percent sure, definite if I don't know. Right. So even trans, I had grown up as a female, feeling female, but I looked into it so much so I could say for definite, okay, that's not me. And I went through all the labels. I thought, am I asexual? No. I like tits. Uh. (laughs) Am I bisexual? No. I like tits. (laughs) And I landed at Gay, lesbian, I prefer the term gay. Because it takes me too long. (laughs) 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 But now I've researched it all, I can sit back and go, yeah, I'm happy with the label I've chosen for myself. That's great. That's really great. Um, Ellen. Yes? Do you feel sometimes an obligation as a teen queer activist to sort of project gayness or do you sometimes feel gayness is projected on you in terms of your gender expression? So most people don't assume that I'm gay to the point that I've genuinely had people trying to talk to me as though I'm into men. And when I go, I'm gay, they go, no, you're not. Genuinely, the number of people who assume that I'm straight is baffling to anyone who knows me, to the extent that I kind of do end up introducing myself, like, hello, I'm Ellen, I'm gay. Um, Which I think if your parents named you after Ellen DeGeneres shouldn't come as a surprise. Um, (laughs) Seriously. Um, But there is, like, a certain kind of... I feel like I have to look certain ways and do certain things to prove that I am queer enough. Yeah, I because, feel that, dude. Yeah, and, like, that's why my hair became purple, because, like, there's kind of a, a queer aesthetic. I'm doing that in... <laughs> high, yeah, I'm doing that in, like, very heavy inverted commas, because it's not something I necessarily agree with, but there is a lot of, kind of, expectations that if you're queer, you'll have, like, shaved hair or, like, piercings and tattoos, and I couldn't deal with the pain, so I just went for the purple hair option. That's interesting. There's a weird, like, aesthetic within the community, and I don't know if it's just people, like, signaling to each other, like, Yeah, I think it is, like, a safe... I feel like it is a... Yeah, I feel like it is... (laughs) Genuinely. But I feel like it is sometimes, like, a safety thing, is, like, you're looking for the people in the room that you can be safe with. And actually, the one thing that I'm very good at is going into a space and being able to work out, am I going to actually be able to be my whole self there? Because there are a lot of situations, and I'd like to say that wasn't true 
but there are a lot of situations I enter into where me being a young teenage lesbian was going to put me at risk. So I had to learn to be straight, which is very exhausting. I don't know how you will do it. It's <laughs> honestly, yeah. Um, the yeah. obligation to be the norm actually is quite heavy on a lot of people because you might not be gay, you might be straight, and, but, yeah. but you may feel like you have to conform to certain gender stereotypes. I try. I, I don't I, when, I, when I when I first came out, I was fourteen at the time. So what's that year nine? And if you remember yourselves in year nine, were you um, as put together as you are now? No, you're running no. around trying to work out what you're doing with your life and also yeah. manage all your friendship groups because that's a full time job. Um, <laughs> so it was really hard for me because everyone was constantly questioning me, going. How do you know you're gay? Are you sure you're gay? What's scissoring? How do you, what, how, what's lesbian sex? Like genuinely, I couldn't go to a lesson without being asked like at least 20,000 invasive questions to the point that people now have started, who I haven't spoken to in about three or four years have started to get in contact with me being like, we're so sorry for the distress we caused you yeah. when you were younger because yeah. they were being curious. Yeah. Whereas on my side, it was, you know, being bombarded by questions all mm. the time. Because if one person asks it, it's fine. But if it's like one person, every five minutes that's, that's a very different it. thing and that's why that's i run what, my series that's is, what you have about was it you from silent witness well yeah all the bloody time yeah. but they carry on from here people talk about coming out as a singular action yes all the time. Not. I come out every day. Like I meet new people and they go, have they got a boyfriend? I think my mother still hopes that I might. <laughs> There's, I don't know. Men definitely does. Yeah. For sure. I know. Like, I think also because I came out so young, I was, you know, a child, effectively, when I came out. A chesbian. A child lesbian. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> terminology, just like all Ellen's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Um, but it's like, I can understand people wanting to give people the space to change their mind, that's fine. But there's a difference between being like, you know, this is what you identify at the moment and that might change and that's okay. And like, I work with a lot of schools and what I see is that people being like, well, what if they change mind? I'm like, so what? And validate them while they're going through it. Let them explore themselves and yeah. give them a safe environment to do that. It's not hard. Yeah. Well, when it's the other way around, nobody minds. If you identify as straight until you're 25, and then you go, hey, guys, I've worked something out. I'm gay. I mean, in our liberal bubble, everyone goes, oh, okay, that must have taken you a lot of, you know, self-awareness and courage and blah, blah, blah. But if you go, actually, I thought I was gay. Now I'm straight. People go, deluded. We always said, like, you shouldn't come out oh, too to be young. be fair, when you well, come out later in life, you just get told, oh, we all knew. It's like... Right. There's always going to be. But you know what I mean, though? Like, when they say, like, you shouldn't identify as gay when you're a teenager in case you're not, no one says you shouldn't identify as straight as a teenager mm. in case you're not. It doesn't flip it. I have a friend who actually works in a consultancy, and he talks about the issue of coming out. They have an allies network there yeah. because he works with new clients all the time. He finds an ally on the job who works for his same company and says to them, would you mind now? Because his whole thing used to be, I've met the new client on a Monday... I don't want to say I'm gay right away because then that's the main thing about me and I'm the gay guy and I'm yeah. constantly gay, gay, gay. Yeah. And I like, mean, that's just my brand at this point. <laughs> but he said, he said, that's not the main thing about me at work. So I'm just like, but he said, if I haven't come out by Friday, I've lied and I'm in the closet. So yeah. he said, on Thursday, 
the clock starts ticking. It's like an episode of 24. <laughs> and he's like, between Wednesday afternoon and Thursday afternoon, yeah. I have to casually throw it away over my shoulder. Like, it doesn't really matter. And it's just something about me, but I have to get it out then, yeah. or it will come out, and then I've lied. And so he said he used to be able to say, oh, I'm meeting my boyfriend for drinks. But then he broke up. And he was like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. And if I say, oh, I'm my ex, then I look like I'm a drama queen at work. So <laughs> yeah. it was like, what do I say? What do I say? So he decided an ally will now say, oh... You know, do you know Mark? He's in the LGBTQ oh network, or do you know what I mean? Like, they just find a way of dropping it in. Yeah. This is or why you, you own a multitude of queer pin badges, <laughs> which you can accessorize all of your outfits with yeah. in case anyone oh, that's wasn't certain. Search- like a little rainbow. But I if your friends an need help, I have a lot of them. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, and also, like, there's this thing that I genuinely have to, if I'm going to speak in an event, because sometimes I speak at corporate things, and sometimes I speak in schools and I do lots of stuff, I have to plan my outfits well in advance because I've got to look sufficiently gay that they know that I know what I'm talking about and I'm not doing it from an alloy perspective but also not too gay that it'll distress people yeah <laughs> yeah I had the same thing actually on Silent Witness were you in Silent Witness Rosie? you, you know what you never mention it Silent Witness she never mentions it she never ever mentions never. it and uh, my character in it was straight, so everyone assumed I was, and it never came out in conversation. You've done a very good job of bringing it up tonight. But that's like so annoying because what if you meet cute people from the show? And it's like the other thing with girls is like the the thing with girls is like you know, and girls do that thing where they compliment each other and like a really like you know, girls are all here for the girl power. Got to compliment each other really nicely. It's like, are you flirting with me or are you just really kind? Yeah. The point where someone could be making out with much, you're just really really into girls. Like you girl power all the way. Yeah, but I got to a stage where we were four weeks into filming and someone said to me, who is your dream man? And I thought, oh, God. You got Dead Ryan Gosling? And then, <laughs> no! Dead Ryan Gosling. I, I started panicking and I just thought, Say any guy. And in that moment, I couldn't think of a single guy. And time was taken, and I got one, and I thought, he's got to do. Oh, God. And I just went, Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Kevin Spacey. No. Oh. No. All right, I didn't but, do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you thought I'm it very loudly. No. But that's where my mind goes. Kevin Costner. Well, it's good to know. That's your reserve if you need to be straight, yeah. man. You pretend, yeah. man. Yeah. This Mark, the friend of mine, he went to Italy once on his consultancy and uh, he said the very first thing that happened was the big boss said to him, we have to work here at this big open plan office, but all of the prettiest girls sit here, so you've got a great view. And it was the uh, first thing that job. Said. And so he went, oh, yeah, because it was too <laughs> early. 
and he said, and then he was straight for six months. That's what happens. Whereas I just make it very obvious because I'm terrified. Like when I actually have to become a proper adult, one in which I'm not a student running around and sleeping until like 3 p.m. I'm gonna have to do this, but I don't know if my CV just makes it very obvious anyway. Or that's another thing is that um, people like me by which you mean famous queer activists, we won't put our activism work or anything like that on our CVs because it outs us. And we're worried that if we out ourselves, then no one will hire us. And you think mm. that sounds ludicrous, right? That sounds utterly absurd, mm. but we won't do it. It doesn't. It really doesn't. No. Because I feel those vibes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, are they going to love that I was in the <laughs> NAACP? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, because not only are you a queer person... Yeah. You're apparently proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're fighting for it. Yeah. And then you've got to click the disabled box as well, at which point, you know, your chances of ever getting a job just seem to vanish. I didn't want to be me. <laughs> we should swap. Well, yeah, we were saying, no one realises that I'm disabled. And no one realises that I'm gay. So we can have a very profitable discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to hang out all the time. We need a Freaky Friday. <laughs> and do it. <laughs> yeah. Kima, does being a woman of colour add an extra element in there to your gender expression? <sighs> It's interesting. What I'm finding lately is that button-down shirts are how I signal. Yes. I'm just like wearing right. like with a fly pattern, you know yeah. what I mean? And like when I see like the other like mask femme, you know, like the mask girls out, and they're like, what, the, the it's like you've got to, like it's like you've got to, oh, also you've got to yeah. choose. Like it feels like very much that like you've got to choose a side. It's like, are you a femme or are you a butch? And it's Who like, am I tonight? <laughs> How are people gonna know what I like? <laughs> yeah, genuinely, you have to communicate all of this subtle yeah. signals. I need yeah. a handbook. Like, Maybe when I my... go to, in the past, when I've hung out with, like, my friends, like, I've had, uh, I have straight friends. I know. It's crazy. I don't know what I'd do it to myself. Why? Um, I'm a straight friend. Well, yeah, 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 but come no. on. You're not like the yeah. rest of them. You're one of the good ones. Articulate. Um, uh, I just had a whole moment. Sorry, I was... I'm heteroromantic. Sorry, I should have said yeah, that. Yeah, Yeah, go on, continue. Own your labels. So I'm uh, chilling with a straight friend of mine who was a tad homophobic, the kind of Ooh. person that, like, seeing Drag Race on the TV made her go, I don't know why that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Aww. We tried to go out together, and when I was out with her, I knew that I had to put on my sexy lady costume because we were going to a straight place, and I was in dick mode. Like, I was <laughs> like, we're going to this, this straight place. I know there aren't going to be queer people there. If I wear a button down, I'm getting no play, even from dudes. I had to put on a sexy lady costume. Like, presentation is a thing. Do you feel it's a costume? That's really interesting. Sometimes, like, I feel like me right now, but I chose to put this on, like, and not because I thought that anything would come of it. I didn't have an intention. But it's like in the dating world, you know, guys put on crazy hats, they're peacocking and yeah. shit. Like, yeah. I put on my button down there's, and my sexy lady costume. There's a whole, like, thing. And, like, yeah. the nicest days are the ones where I don't have to think about what I'm wearing. But I also know that, like, especially as someone who's, like, seen as quite femme, if I decide to put on a binder and a guy shirt and, like, half my wardrobe is kind of my dad's, mm. <laughs> because I just stole it, like, I will get treated completely differently. Oh, that's so interesting. Yes, there's a whole... You have to decide how you're going to enter a space how people are going to view you and if you're okay with that. And I think this is the thing, especially with coming out so young and all this stuff, like, being like that, it's like, I can be a lesbian, but only if I'm going to be the best at everything else to compensate. Mm. Because it's like, 
I don't want the reason that, like, the person that I am or, like, who I am to be the reason that I don't get to do something because other people are being dickheads. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you feel that, Rosie? Do you feel you have to be, like, the best at comedy? I do have a costume when I perform new material and I call it my gay costume <laughs> and it's trousers and an oversized T-shirt because when I feel gay, I feel more confident. Oh, that's interesting. Do you have you tried a blouse? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. To keep track of everything we're up to, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and go to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars. Uh, Rosie, you're in Edinburgh this year. What's your show called? Great for the minutes. Ellen, where should we find you? Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Ellen Jones. And Kima Bob, where can we find you? You can find me on social media at Kima's Voice, and I'll be at Fringe too. You'll be up at the Fringe as well. Check out Kima Bob up at the Fringe. Amazing, amazing, amazing comedians, and Ellen is doing amazing things in the activism world. A big round of applause for Ellen Jones! <laughs> Rosie Jones! <laughs> I just want to say this. Sometimes they say, ah, there are more CEOs called David than female CEOs in the world. And can I just say tonight, there are more gay disabled women with the surname Jones on our panel <laughs> than there are men. I mean, uh, and Kima Bob! You have been listening to the Guilty Fabulous with me, Deborah Francis White, yes, co-host Rosie Jones, and our very special guests, Kima Bob and Ellen Jones. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp, music was by Mark Hodge, the producer was Tom Savinsky for the Spontaneity Shop. Thanks to Tony and Hannah at PBJ Live, and everyone at the Underbelly, as well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfabulous.com. Um, Two people have just walked out and I wonder if they've just gone, hold on a minute, I'm hetero, romantic and bisexual. I'm going out to explore the fact. I'm not wasting any time. No, 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 they don't even need to leave the room. Apparently it's quite a common theme. (laughs) Exactly. Find a partner here. I mean, if anyone wants to put their hand up, we could do Tinder Live. (laughs) I'll do that. Yeah, I know you would. You would do anything. And that's not, not an indication. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com